Hong Kong. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, the chief executive hints that the government is open-minded on calls for an investigation into police. Security is tightened up at West Kowloon and Tim Sato and Austin MTR stations close ahead of a banned march. And the Civic Party lawmaker Kwok Aki says the only way to end their unrest is for the chief executive to allow universal suffrage. Security around the West Kowloon Express Rail Station has tightened ahead of this afternoon's march. Huge water-filled barriers have gone up outside the station and riot police officers are stationed in the area. Only one entry point is operating and passengers have to show their tickets and travel documents before they can enter the station. The MTR Corporation says it's closing its Austin and Chimsatsui stations from midday. At least 100 people have already gathered in Chimsatsui for the rally. Sean Kennedy has more. Organisers had earlier failed to overturn a police ban on a march from Chimsa Choi to the express rail terminus in West Kowloon to protest against the anti-mask law and to call for the police force to be reformed. The Civil Human Rights Front Vice Convener Figo Chan says he'll lead a march along the same route in a personal capacity, along with fellow pro-democracy activists Leung Kwok Hung, Albert Ho and Sid Ho, despite the ban. The MTR says it made the decision to close the stations in the interests of the safety of passengers and staff. The railway company has been a frequent target for protesters who've damaged stations and equipment. The MTR also said earlier that all train services except for the Airport Express will end again at 10 o'clock tonight to allow more time for repairs following vandalism in recent weeks. It also said the Airport Express would run as normal until 1pm, after which it would only stop at Hong Kong Station and the airport. The march is expected to start in just under half an hour. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government can look into other ways to respond to demand to investigate into the policing of recent protests. Her comments came just hours ahead of this afternoon's banned protest march in Kowloon. Altus Wong reports. Mrs Lam said as a chief executive she would consider looking for other ways to respond to protesters' calls for an independent probe into claims of police brutality towards demonstrators. But Mrs Lam said that would only happen if the public still clearly don't trust the current mechanism for handling police complaints and if the SAR government really wants to get at the truth. During an interview with TVB, Mrs Lam declined to say if a commission of inquiry was an option. She only said the government would consider that if necessary. She said a report to be submitted by the Independent Police Complaints Council before the end of this year will look into the Yunlong attacks in July, an incident inside Prince Edward Station in August, and accusations of police abuse at a detention centre near the border. She said she did not want to speculate on whether the report's findings would help calm months of unrest. Civic Party lawmaker Kwok Aki says the only way to break the current political deadlock and restore calm to society is to introduce universal suffrage in the SAR. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Dr. Kwok said it would be unrealistic for the chief executive, Carrie Lam, to think that she can address people's discontent simply by building more public housing or improving welfare. He said the crux of the problem lies with a grave mistrust of the regime. A leader of a democratic society would typically have listened when such a large proportion of her constituents call for change. But Carrie Lam continues to live in a world of her own. She may regard herself a leader, but people only see her as a puppet of Beijing. The current deadlock in Hong Kong cannot be resolved by simply building more public housing or improving health care and social welfare services. 
The problems facing Hong Kong today are rooted in the need of universal suffrage for people to be given the right to political participation through the long-awaited constitutional reform. Constitutional Mainland Affairs Secretary Patrick Nip has apologized for causing any misunderstanding caused by a recent property purchase. The minister has also dismissed criticism over an alleged conflict of interest after it was revealed that his family bought two properties just before the chief executive announced a relaxation of mortgage curbs in her latest policy address. On his social media account, Mr. Nip said he wasn't involved in the family decision to buy the flats in a new project in Samseipo, and he wasn't involved in formulating the new housing initiatives in Carrie Lam's annual blueprint. He also said he's declared the purchase to the Executive Council, and he and his family have not benefited from the new mortgage policy. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has written to the European Union asking for a further delay to Brexit after he lost a key vote in Parliament on his withdrawal deal. The vote in effect postponed parliamentary deliberation on the withdrawal deal until the delay was requested. The BBC's Jonathan Blake has more on what could happen next. In the days ahead, the government will attempt to give MPs another vote on the deal agreed between the UK and the EU. So on Monday, if it's agreed by the Speaker of the House of Commons, and I think the government will hope that this uncertainty around an extension may well focus minds at Westminster and may well make some MPs who were not too enthusiastic about Boris Johnson's Brexit deal but want to avoid leaving without a deal might well change their minds or be pushed over the line to vote for it. The President of the European Council, Donald Tusk, said the extension request has arrived and that he'll now start consulting EU leaders on how to react. Throughout the day, hundreds of thousands of people demanding a new referendum filled Parliament Square and neighbouring streets. President Trump has abandoned plans to host next year's Group of Seven meeting at his golf club in the state of Florida. Announcing the decision on Twitter, Mr. Trump blamed the Democrats and the media, saying they'd shown crazed and irrational hostility to the idea. Many had expressed concern that the president was misusing his office for personal gain, although the White House said Mr. Trump wouldn't have profited directly from the event. Violent protests are continuing in Chile despite an overnight curfew imposed in parts of the capital, Santiago. Trouble has spread to the city of Alparaiso, where a supermarket was set on fire and businesses looted. The BBC's Jane Chambers has more. The curfew has failed to deter protesters in the capital, which is under a state of emergency. And now the trouble has spread to other cities like Valparaiso, Viña del Mar and Concepcion. Demonstrators are looting shops and damaging metro stations and buses, defying an order to stay at home overnight. The trouble was sparked by a rise in the cost of metro tickets. President Piñera has now announced that he will cancel the increase, saying he's listened to the people. But for many, that's not enough. They're angry about the inequality in Chile, low salaries, the high cost of health care, education and poor pension provisions. The longest non-stop commercial passenger flight has landed successfully in the Australian city of Sydney. The Qantas plane took 19 hours and 16 minutes to fly direct from New York. The airline's considering whether to begin regular non-stop flights between the cities. Qantas CEO Alan Joyce was on the flight. This is the first of three test flights that's going to uh, come up with recommendations about how we manage pilot fatigue, 
how we actually manage passenger jet lag. And after 19 hours on the flight, I think we've gotten this right. I feel like we've been on a, on a flight a lot shorter than that, feel refreshed, feel great. And talking to all of the passengers, that was the common commentary that came from it. Sport football in the English Premier League. Leicester are up to second. Here's the BBC's Lee James. A big win for them today. It was all about the video assistant referee, though. Lots of controversy in many of the matches in the Premier League and in this one at the King Power Stadium. Leicester beat Burnley by two goals to one. Burnley, though, felt they had a perfectly good equaliser ruled out. After the footage was reviewed, it was a judge that Chris Wood, who scored the goal, had fouled the Leicester defender, Johnny Evans. But the Leicester manager, Brendan Rodgers, was sympathetic to the Burnley complaints. The way at Liverpool a couple of weeks ago, what we had a penalty given against us that wasn't clearly a penalty and uh, ended up costing us uh, the points. So um, I wasn't crying about it afterwards. Um, it's something that, unfortunately, you, you, you have to accept as part of the game. Even more confusion in the match at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Delhi Alley with the equaliser against the bottom side, Watford. Though after the review, no goal was displayed on the big screens. It was actually given. So Tottenham managed to get a point. But yeah, Leicester in second place. Chelsea in third after a 1-0 win over Newcastle. An important win for Everton as well. They beat West Ham 2-0 to move out of the relegation zone. In other games, Bournemouth and Norwich drew 0-0, Aston Villa beat Brighton 2-1 and Wolves and Southampton drew 1-all. In the late game, Manchester City beat Crystal Palace 2-0. In the Rugby World Cup, New Zealand have reached the semi-finals, comfortably beating Ireland 46-14 and will face England in the semi-finals after they beat Australia by 40 points to 16. The hosts, Japan, have also reached the knockout stage for the first time and play South Africa this evening. At the last World Cup, Japan caused a huge upset when they beat the Springboks, but still did not advance. In today's other quarterfinal, Wales meet France at quarter past three. To end the news, our top stories once again. The chief executive hints that the government's open-minded on calls for an investigation into the police. Security is tightened up at West Kowloon and Chimsache and Austin MTR stations close close ahead of a banned march. And the Civic Party lawmaker Guokka Ki says the only way to end the unrest is for the chief executive to allow universal suffrage. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.